everyone. Felice Gerwitz here. I want to share with you some exciting news. We are presenting a new podcast, Soft Skills 101, presented by True North Academy. What is Soft Skills 101? Well, it focuses on life skills for a digital age. You can find out more information at softskills101podcast.com. And Lisa Nearing is going to be heading up the show along with special guests. And now I'd like to invite you to listen in to a special interview with Lisa Nearing. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. This is Felice Gerwitz with Vintage Homeschool Moms, and today I have a very special guest that I am going to announce to you in just a minute. I also want to let you know that we are celebrating five years on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I can't believe it's been five years, but it has, and we want to thank you, all of our listeners. So please check out our website at Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network where we have some amazing freebies that we're giving away this month in particular, um, as well as um, every month we give away a printable that is specific to that month um, and a lot of uh, great new podcasts each week. Uh, Today I have a wonderful um, new friend that I'm bringing on, and her name is Lisa Nearing with True North Academy. Um, Please check it out at truenorthhomeschoolacademy.com, and she is one of our Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network sponsors. And our sponsors make these broadcasts free to you, so please stop and check out their website. And one of the things she's going to share with us is some of her live homeschool classes as well as their other Um, assets that they have, and today we are going to discuss a great topic about um, homeschooling with vision and purpose. I want to um, share with you also where you can find the show notes. You can find them at VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Episode 320. And today we want to welcome Lisa Nearing. Welcome, Lisa. Thanks, Lisa. It is great to be here. Well, we have been chatting behind the scenes before we even started the recording, (laughs) so (laughs) you really are a wonderful new friend and really have um, gotten to hear a little bit about um, your heart for homeschooling and also what True North Academy is. So please share a little bit about that with us. Well, we are really excited to be um, to be advertising and sharing True North Homeschool Academy with the homeschool community. We have rebranched or re relaunched and rebranded. We used to be Homeschool Works for You, and Homeschool Works for You was online for about ten years. We acquired it last year and renamed it. 
um, we renamed it True North for a specific reason, um, and um, we are offering live online classes, self-paced pre-recorded classes, academic advising. We have a phenomenal struggling learners program, a special needs program overseen by an MILD certified um, uh, teacher, and we also offer academic advising, testing, community, and more to come. So we're really excited. Um, we've been in the homeschool field for a long time, teaching and, and writing and blogging, and it's really fun to be offering really fantastic classes. Oh, well, I'm really glad to hear um, all that you have to offer as well as um, some of the really cool things like the advising. And so I really want to encourage you listeners to check it out. It's at truenorthhomeschoolacademy.com. And again, the links will be on the show notes page. Well, Lisa, we are going to talk about homeschooling with vision and purpose. And I love this topic, especially because um, you're going to share with us some things um, about the process of homeschooling that uh, tends to happen with moms, especially if you haven't given a lot of ta uh, thought to homeschooling and you've decided to pull your kids out of school or, um, you know, you maybe have considered homeschooling and just um, don't know about the long term. I had a friend um, one year, Lisa, she was really cute. She was um, from Chile, so she had gone to college in this country, but she used to always say one year at a time, and she homeschooled mm -hmm. all four of her kids all the way through <laughs> to almost high school. I think a couple of them did homeschool some years in high school, but I used to laugh because you know, it was just one day at a time with her and maybe one year at a time, but she couldn't, you know, see beyond that. And she still talks and, and raves about homeschooling, and her daughter is now homeschooling, mm. so as mine is. So it's exciting. So share a little bit about that. You talk about, you know, reactive homeschooling as opposed to proactive. So share mm -hmm. share that with us. Well, I wrote a master's thesis decades ago at this point on why parents homeschool their kids. And what I found in that little case study was that people who homeschooled from the time their kids started schooling really had a clear vision. And people who um, pulled their kids out of school tended to be responding to some negative social or peer pressure. And I don't know that that still holds true now, but one thing that I've noticed over the years of homeschooling is that a lot of homeschoolers are responding negatively to something that happened in their life. And so they're protecting their kids, which is a good thing. We're all called to protect our kids. Um, but they don't have a, a bigger, proactive, positive vision that they're going towards. And um, Habakkuk 2.2 says, write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. And I'm a writer. I write everything down. I've got tablets all over my house with stuff written on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I love to write things down. But I think that verse in Habakkuk really is something we need to take seriously. Write the vision and make it plain on a tablet so we don't forget it. And if you have a vision that's written down and you remember it, you can run with it if you read it. And I I don't think homeschooling is going to save anybody, but I do think that we often forget that um, if we have a vision, it can take us through some really difficult times. And as everybody knows, if you're in a family, you're going to have difficult times. And if you throw in homeschooling and you're all together all the time, you're going to have difficult times. So I think that sense of vision and purpose that's written down and clear, that's proactive and positive, can really take us through 
um, and, and get us where we really want to be. And it's just envisioning this bright, happy future. And maybe it won't be bright and happy at the end, but um, I say this all the time that we're not really called to be successful. We're called to be obedient. And, um, and if we can just be faithful and obedient um, to the vision that we have, then we've gone a long way towards serving in this life. And, and, you know, I think we need to be really mindful of that. I love that. And the thing too is, um, you know, I know as a long time homeschooler and I started in 1986, I always like to throw in, you know, when the dinosaurs were in the earth like forever ago. <laughs> yeah. I know you probably feel like that too, you know. Yeah. It was like, who was that person who started so long ago? And, um, you know, I, I know that, um, we didn't think that far ahead, you know, like, you know, do you have a vision? And I remember coming up with, um, you know, some ideals of what I wanted to accomplish each year. My husband and I used that as an excuse for date night. And, like, we would take two things that we wanted our kids to gain by the end of the year. So, like, one thing might be academic. And then the other was more of, like, character, you know, Mm -hmm. like, what character quality can we work on this year? And so we never shared that with our children. We mm-hmm. just knew that, you know, kind of like our little secret kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And and then we worked toward that, you know. We kind of had our, you know, when we get together for date night again, we would, you know, talk those things through and, you know, what can we do to, to foster that. So like mm-hmm. a child who really was not, did not have a servant's heart might get more job <laughs> descriptions, you know, around the uh-huh. household activities that would, you know, foster that, you know, like, so, you know, there are so many things that um, we do that are successes in homeschooling. And then when I look back, so many of them, you know, are major fails, like making my poor son, who really didn't understand math very well, who had some, you know, definite learning issues. Um, I had him do two different math books. Oh, this math book's not working. Let's just start you in another one, son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, did not work well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you learned from that, you know, and then the next year I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, uh, let's use a special ed degree you have and let's really work on some manipulatives. Not that I didn't, but like a focus on that. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we're trial by fire instead mm-hmm. of, you know, and that's more of what you're talking about, you know, like the reactive of, you know, my gosh, you know, this is this fire needs to be put out today and mm-hmm. how do I need to do that? Instead of sitting back and looking and saying, okay, you know, what is my vision? Mm-hmm. And so um, give us maybe a few little examples of, you know, being more proactive, um, like what is something that people could, you know, reach toward? Well, I think, you know, I think it's going to be different for everybody. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, and I do think especially with special needs and, and those kids who are gifted or doubly gifted, your vision is going to be different for every, every child or every student. But I do think it's really important to consider their bents. Um, I used to years and years ago think that if my kid had a, had a talent or a skill, I needed to pour all into it and even, even almost to the, at the sake of, other things and I've really modified that view now that if if our kids are talented or really skilled in an area we should really encourage that but not to the not to the um, detriment of another area that we should really work to shore up our kids weaknesses too 
And um, I, vision is just really, I think, a bridge between the present and future. And it's not that you have to, you have to make sure that you get your vision checked off at the end of the year, but it's really more of what could be and what are the possibilities because everybody's, everybody has different um, financial abilities and, and social networks and stuff like that. Um, but I do think just taking into account our kids' spiritual development, um, along with their mental development and physical development as well, along with social and emotional development. And that's an area that's really of concern to, to me and my husband, actually, who's a clinical psychologist. And he, he really believes we're entering almost a digital dark ages where people are very technologically advanced, but becoming more inept at soft skills or power skills and just the ability to interact and engage in humane and kind ways. And so I think that's something, especially as our kids enter into the high school years, to take into account is how are they able to interact with people of all ages? Um, how can they look outside of themselves and consider how to communicate well with people? And and then that's really something that I've I've been considering more and more now that I'm running out of kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I guess their hindsight is 2020. But we are in a unique a unique time in life when we started homeschooling. Same with you, Felice. There wasn't there weren't smartphones. I mean, if you had a cell oh, no. phone instead of a paper, you'd really moved up in the technological world. And right. so um, our our kids now. Um, you know, our friends who are 35 and homeschooling, their children have grown up in a world where, where cell phones and the power of uh, more, more computer power in their hand than what they had on Apollo 11, for instance, um, is pretty unique in, in the history of mankind. And so um, really helping our kids understand that you need to put the phone down and look at the person in front of you and talk to them. And those kind of engagements are very important in how to do it well. Lisa, I want to comment on something you brought up, which I think is really important, and I saw your husband has amazing insight, and that is, um, you know, a little bit about how our digital age that our kids are in, um, you know, really at times um, the big worry is communication. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I love that aspect because that is something that I feel is very, very important because not only do they need to communicate in person with people, obviously, but also um, in writing. And I think a lot of times, you know, with all of the shortcuts that are used, um, you know, whether it's in text messaging or emails and things like that, um, our kids forget about that. So that is very um, important, and I love um, that you brought that up. Mm. I just want to share our our oldest son is almost done with basic and AIT training in the NAT guard and for the beginning portion of his basic we couldn't communicate with him except through letters and um so all of our family was writing to him and his girlfriend's family was writing to him and he was writing to us and it was really a sweet time I mean I don't remember having that kind of communication with my kids by letters. Um, and yet I still have letters in my attic from my grandparents where letter writing used to be something. My mom wrote my grandma every single Friday. Um, and they still talked on the phone, but we just don't do that kind of communication anymore. And you can really get to know people through letters in a way that you can't by text abbreviated messages. 
So, yeah, I agree. The written word is, is definitely a powerful thing, and letter writing is a sweet way to connect with people for sure. That's wonderful. And then you're going to um, share with us, too, about developing a vision and the difference between that and a mission. Sure. Um, a vision is is really your big picture dream. It's something that you envision and you just take a moment and spend time really thinking and, and dreaming about what it is you want at the end of whatever, uh, at the end of homeschooling, at the end of your life, who do you want to be? Um, I used to do an exercise with some of my writing classes where I'd have the, the kids write their obituaries just to get them thinking in terms of the long view of their life, um, where mission is really the steps that you take to get to your vision. It's a doing type of thing. So when you're developing vision, we when we've done vision workshops, my husband and I, we always tell people use adjectives and verbs and nouns to describe your vision. But for mission, you should really use verbs and adverbs because it's a thing that you're doing or, or many things that you're doing. And then to break it down even further, your goals are those small incremental steps to, to create your mission to get to your vision. So your goals should be smart, um, which is specific, manageable, um, attainable, realistic, and, um, and timely. Um, and I, I found in my own life, if I don't have a SMART goal, it's probably the reason I'm not doing my goals because it's either not realistic because I'm a great, I'm a big vision, big dreamer kind of person. And, um, and so I have a hard time breaking, <laughs> maybe breaking down into small incremental steps that are really realistic. But the people that I know that really are able to achieve their goals and fulfill their mission and get to their bigger vision um, they're able to make really specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely goals. And so SMART goals, you can just Google it and come up with great images on online about what a SMART goal is. Um, but that, but really when you're creating your vision, um, use, use nouns and verbs and then your mission, verbs and adverbs, because those are the things you're going to be doing to get to your vision. I think that's great. And um, I have to share that. I was one who hated goals, and the reason is I have to achieve. So mm -hmm. if I set out all these goals, there was a chance to fail. And if you don't put goals out there, guess what? You win. Uh -huh. <laughs> that, was uh -huh. my, that was my reasoning. But I, I realized um, that I had to set goals. Obviously, you know, we're going to complete this in a school year or, you know, get through whatever it is that we wanted to get through. And um, once I was able to do that, it was amazing how much more got done. And, right. um, you know, and I do that daily. Um, you know, I have a time like in the morning because um, I've graduated all of mine now. So um, I'm not quite an empty nester, but because I still have some adult kids home and kids in college that will come back. Yay. Um, but. Um, I do that every morning where I write down some things that I need to accomplish. And some people do it in the evening. Like one of our friends um, ran, ran a very large corporation at one time. And so he always said to me, he goes, you really need to do it at night and then, you know, go over what you need to do tomorrow. But when I tried to do that as a homeschool mom, I couldn't sleep because <laughs> mm. I was like all concerned about what, you know, what we need to get done tomorrow. So for me, it worked better in the morning, and um, you know, and that made more sense. 
Right. Well, and I do think if we set goals and create a mission for our year even with a bigger picture vision as homeschoolers, it actually saves us time and money because then Mm -hmm. we're not spending time stressed and worried about what we're not getting done. We can just change the specifics that we need to get done, and we have a sense of what we've accomplished at the end. Um, I I just think when we first started homeschooling, we took a a great books, great literature kind of approach, and that was really fun. We read a lot of fantastic books. I'm a big reading proponent, so I don't begrudge that time in our lives. But one thing that I did miss from then that we don't do now is that um, we didn't have, like, we're going to finish this in this time frame. So things could just drag on, and then everybody felt a little discombobulated because we never knew what we'd finished or what we'd accomplished or, you know, it was just so vague. And I think kids especially need, they they need a, a sense of accomplishment and purpose so they don't feel like they've never ended. Um, and, and that's something that, that's really helpful that we can offer our kids and ourselves, too. But then you're not really going around the curriculum. Um, wheel all the time too, like, oh, this curriculum's better. It's like, you know, I've got this sense of purpose for right now and this curriculum will do the job because there's no perfect curriculum. And so mm-hmm. um, we can use curriculum that's good and good enough and accomplish our goals and uh, and get to our mission and, and hit the vision. And it takes some pressure off. I think that's great. And, and that is true. I always called myself curriculum impaired because I could never use a book the way it was designed. <laughs> so, you know, I was taking home and go, oh my gosh, you know, this, this needs to be here. And why did they cover this at the beginning? It really should be in the middle. And, and my kids would just shake their heads and walk away. And, um, you know, one thing in our family, we did communicate a lot. I mean, I have out of four children, one child who really wasn't the big talker, so it was really fun around our house. Mm-hmm. Um, but in high school, that's when my kids would sit me down and say, okay, you know, we need some time to just get, like they didn't want me to teach certain subjects. They just wanted a book. Yeah. Um, and I, when I asked them why, and they said, well, because you go off on too many tangents, and it's like way too much fun for you and not so much fun for us. <laughs> I don't, I don't get fired as your teacher, but um, like for some, some subjects, that was fine. But like anything yeah. like faith-related and Bible study, um, we we did some of it together as a family so that, you know, and then also I loved like our literature classes sounded like yours with a lot of the great books and things like that. So so we did have, um, we did a four-year plan, which was really helpful and, you know, that ties us back to what you do um, at, you know, True North Homeschool Academy. So mm-hmm. share with us um, a little bit more about uh, what you have to offer homeschoolers who maybe um, maybe some of them have curriculum or they would like to, you know, um, like can they just supplement um, mm-hmm. some of their classes with you guys? I mean, how does that work? Yeah. Well, I really, I've been working almost full-time or full-time for the last five years as we've homeschooled. And I really believe that blended learning and online learning is the secret weapon of homeschoolers today because we have so many choices online and they're very reasonable. Our classes are extremely reasonably priced. Um, and we have world-class teachers really at your fingertips for you. Um, we offer semester-long and year-long live online classes. Our students meet with teachers for an hour or more every week. Um, we do all the grading and assessment and feedback for you. We assign um, we assign uh, 
projects and homework and then do the grading. Um, our classes are interactive, so um, we do a lot of discussion and um, and actually talking with the kids. Um, we have a rabbi from Israel teaching Hebrew. Um, we have a mathematician teaching C-sharp programming. I have a marriage and family therapy degree. I'm teaching psychology. Um, just a lot of fun classes um, that are that are really from phenomenal teachers. And then we do offer pre-recorded classes, career exploration type classes like culinary arts and forensic science. Um, a lot of options there. Um, we do offer testing, performance series, test, performance series testing by Scantron, and it will, you can send it in for your yearly state testing if your state requires it. And the thing I love about this assessment test is it tests six subject areas, but if your kids take it more than once, we can save the results, and year after year, there's an overlay about how well your kids have done. And I've used this assessment test as a way to, it, it will actually help you understand if your kid has a learning disability or if you need to change curriculum. It's a really good tool, um, very inexpensive. And then one of the things, uh, we, oh, we offer an entire Struggling Learners program, um, ASL, math games, um, phonics, um, and then um, a Struggling Learners Academic Advising Program. The other thing I do is um, academic advising um, for families. And what I do with this is um, it's a one-on-one -on -one conference with the parent and student if they'd like to be involved. And we just talk about what they've done and what they're going to do. And then I help them create a personalized learning plan for their junior and senior high school years. Um, a test is included with that. I'll do a transcript to date and then curriculum suggestions. And of course, parents can do transcripts on their own. It's not that hard. It's not rocket science. But one thing that um, I help families do that they often forget to do for themselves is credit their life. And one of the exciting things about homeschooling is that there's so many opportunities and options. Every family is so different. Like yours, Felice, we were just talking about NCAA before we got on here. And mm -hmm. you have kids who are very gifted ac uh, athletically and um, if families just forget to put some of that stuff down if they're not going for NCAA or whatever. They forget that, you know, they can put more than one credit for PE a year, but they also forget, like, construction work. Or I've known a lot of students who are working almost semi-professionally, and they don't put it – they don't amend their transcript in any way. So that's one of the things I help parents really think through is all the unique things that their kids are done. And this is important for um, a couple of reasons. For one, it's very encouraging for families to see all that they've done. Um, I just did a transcript for a friend of mine, and her son actually graduated with an honors transcript and 17 credits more than he needed for graduation. And so the mom was just super encouraged. But the other thing is that really just develops the, the student's otherliness for mm -hmm. the colleges as they go to college. And the big question for families right now is not can their kid get into college, but how are they going to pay for the kid to get through college? And right. so um, the baby booms over, colleges need warm bodies, but it's really how the middle class family is going to be able to afford um, two or three or five college tuitions. Um, because, you know, kids are leaving um, colleges, even even Votech schools, with some crazy debt, and that sets them up for a lot of stress in life that maybe they don't need to. So there are scholarships and opportunities, 
and developing your your student's transcript in a way that really shows what unique person they are, that they finish things and finish well, um, puts them in a better position to get those scholarships. So the academic advising, it's near and dear to my heart. I've been doing this for homeschoolers all over the world for over four years, and I, I love to do it. I love seeing how many amazing young godly men and women there are in the world, and they're going to make a difference. It's exciting. It's exciting to be part of that. Oh, it is. It sounds it sounds wonderful. And, um, you know, I, I keep thinking, you know, where were you? <laughs> I didn't know about you. So so I'm really excited because um, this gave us the opportunity to connect here and, you know, find out more um, about what you guys have to offer as well as sharing with us, gosh, some really great takeaways. Um, and, again, those will be on the show notes uh, that you can find on Vintage House School Moms. Look for the podcast, Homeschooling with Vision and Purpose. Any last words that you'd like to leave our listeners with, Lisa? Well, I just want to encourage all you homeschool mamas and dads that um, I'm kind of on that the end of homeschooling. I have one more student at home, and we've graduated four so far, and it's been a wonderful way to invest my time and my life um, to just really get to know these dear people that I've that I've raised, and um, I've learned a lot along the way too. It's been, in a way, I've been able to redeem my own education, and God's taken me in unique paths I never expected um, because we've homeschooled. So if you're called to homeschooling, just just keep going. Don't give up. It's a good journey, and God bless you. Oh, thank you so much, Lisa. And again. Um, I really invite you to check out her website um, at truenorthhomeschoolacademy.com. And thanks again, Lisa, for being uh, one of our Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network sponsors. Thanks, Felice. It's been great to talk to you. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at mediaangels.com and thevintagehomeschoolmoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.